Doctor, doctor, give me the news, I gotta, to all the boys I loved before. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. That was so, so disappointing. <laughs> Everyone outside and in between. Welcome. Welcome back. back. Listen, guys, Val- we're like in Valentine's. week 50 of the quarantine, so. We're not hey. quite week 50. We're like, like week, week 48. <laughs> Yeah, it's week forty-eight. Um, so he, this is this is the content, this, the content quality you're getting. My name is Andrew Thomas. I, I'm Sam Banigan. This is a podcast where we uh, talk about movies and other stuff All that comes up. Thoughts. Yeah, just such as um, you see that uh, Justice League trailer where the Joker literally says, "We live in a society." Yeah, because it did. killed me. It killed. Me. I was. That I was shocked. Going to be so bad. I shot. I'm shocked that you answered the phone. I thought it did kill you. The that Justice League. Trailer. Yeah, I it was, was a lot. <laughs> um, are you excited to do a podcast? No, I'm not. When is that? that? When I need to prepare March myself. 18th, I believe. God, that's like a month away. Yeah, it's a exact almost no, not exactly a month, but pretty close. That's like a year. That's like a year into quarantine. That's really what we want to do on the one year anniversary of COVID of of, of that team. Yes, God. Yes, Jesus. Uh, okay. Well, it. how are you doing, bud? I'm doing well. Uh, yeah. Speaking of, of quarantine. You t- <laughs> I got a shot. This yeah. This, this Welcome week. back is now one quarter vaccinated. Yes. Hopefully, pretty soon we're gonna be fully vaccinated. I'm not gonna get mine until like the summer at the earliest. So Canada, we got We got some time. I'm hoping. I'm hoping, my guy. But hey, at least your entire apartment will be Gucci in like a month and a half. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. But uh, no, this week was a good week. It was, it was a good week. Happy yeah. Valentine's Day to everyone Happy out there. Happy Valentine's Day. Um, Happy Corporate Love Day. Exactly. This is the day of capitalism and love. I, I was like, maybe we should do the new one that came out. But no, I was like, let's do the first one just to put it on their head. I really don't want to watch the third one, so I appreciate that. Ah, great. Um, but how are you this week, Sam? Um, good. Uh, I I have purple hair now, and it's and it's the greatest look. <laughs> Gotta say, you, you're killing it. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I'm excited. Um, and we played D and D on Friday, and that was uh the highlight of my week. Uh, and. Yeah. Me and my roommates are going to do some painting tonight while intoxicated. Oh, Oh, that's fun. Yeah. That's a fun thing. Thought it would be a good time. Um, Yeah. Uh, So that's, I'm I'm doing all right. I I did have to watch this movie and it was a weird experience Mm. watching this movie. Um, All the boys I loved before 2018. Susan Johnson's hit film to all the boys I've loved before. Yes, we watched it. Um, we did. Have you seen this this flick 
before? Was this a rewatch or a new watch? This was a rewatch this time, but like I watched it for the first time like two weeks ago. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, yeah, no, I am all right on this movie. Yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> I'm okay. I like. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm. What a good Andrew suggested this movie, and he has nothing to say about it. Cause it's fucking... Valentine's Day. We could have, if you wanted to do a rom com, there are like good rom coms we could have done. Plus, We've I thought you about... like this movie. I do like this movie, but it, but like if you like you suggested, you got nothing to talk. You're like, I don't know this one. I'm like, what if what if we wanted to do what we could have done if you were like, oh, let's if you had said let's do a rom com, we could have been like. Well, let's do When Harry Met Sally. Let's do fucking, uh, we already did What If. What's that other one? Uh, Someone Great. We could do, there's so many, there's so many ones that we could have done. Sorry, I just heard a big crash outside my window. <laughs> um, oh. No, it looks like everything's all right. Just right. maybe a, someone dropped something heavy. I don't know. Okay. But also people, also I want to trick our listeners. I want them to go, I want people to go, oh, they must have done the new one. And it's not until right now. No, we're doing the first one. <laughs> Again, yeah. I, love a, I love a troll. Uh, All a right. Valentine's troll to everyone. <laughs> you know what they call me, the Valentine's you gotta, troll. <laughs> you gotta pay the troll toll to get, get into my that Valentine's movie. Valentine's hole. Um... <laughs> What did you think of it? This is I your second time watching this? This is the second time I've watched this film. I watched it like I guess I was like still in school in New York cuz it came out in 2018. So, mm-hmm. and I think I watched it in Harlem. So, um I I really liked this movie when I first watched it. I liked it less this time. Because of of the thing that I think we're going to talk about later, I, th- I don't think this movie holds up to being like analyzed. <laughs> it's yeah. just sort of turn your brain off and watch a cute teenage rom com. Yeah, but it's like if you actually start paying attention to like, oh, those words don't make sense. The way like this acting is really bad. What is going on with this camera? what has happened like if you start thinking about it it's bad but if you don't think about it it's pretty good and Mm. it's weird yeah this is where i'm at with this movie i get no i completely get that um are you ready to talk about it for an hour then (laughs) yeah let's fucking let's let's do do it. it um do you want to start with the cast yes i'd love to get to this cast uh cool um, I don't know. Um, let's do. Uh, is Israel Broussard is his name? Uh, he plays Josh Sanderson. That's boy. The one. neighbor. The neighbor. Um, what else has he been in? It, it's he was crazy. in Happy Death Day. Yes. 
He's in Extinction. Not sure what that is. Uh, it's the um, sci-fi movie on Netflix with uh, Michael Pena. Oh, okay. I watched it. It's fine. Um, he's in Happy Death Day to You. I just see his movies here because I'm on uh, I'm on Letterboxd. Letterboxd. Um, uh, but yeah, he's in some stuff. Yeah, he was. He's he in was, the Bling Ring. Perfect High, The Haters. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he can teleport, which is hilarious. Can he um, teleport? Yeah. So there's this one shot. It's the and it fuck it. It makes me laugh every time I see it. Um, it's when Lara Jean and Kavinsky Peter are arguing outside their outside her house yeah when margot's home there's a there's like a shot of laura jean and then a shot of peter and that cuts back to that same shot of laura jean and josh sanderson has like appeared like halfway through the frame behind her and it's the funniest thing in the world (laughs) he's like batman yeah he just like like he's just there like he doesn't you don't see him enter the frame at all he's just like appears in the center of it and it's like where did you come and he's not walking like forwards he's walking sideways so he's not he didn't like come from his house and like walk straight over he's like entered from the left side of the of the yeah it's really weird that is odd it's just like the funniest shot in the film unintentionally also his like front in with like his hood up and his hands in his pockets in his jacket is hilarious teenagers are funny teenagers Um, are funny but he does a good job um of being uh, another generic white boy yeah that's all they do why most of the boys gotta be why be white yeah but one black guy wasn't even an option. Yeah. Took off the board uh, real quickly. Yeah. Uh, Ma- Madeline, Madeline Arthur mm-hmm. uh, played um, her her friend, uh, Christine. She has big eyes. She does have big eyes. Uh, do you want to know what's really funny? She was in Big Eyes. Oh, snap! <laughs> um yeah no she was cute quirky she's fu- she's fine <laughs> yeah i don't i didn't really like her <laughs> if I'm honest. um what did you not like about her her and a lot of the other actors in this movie are so awkward it they are it's like so weirdly like still and like I don't know. It's just awkward as hell, dude. It's it's high school acting. I wonder, but why in a is ma- it a but in a big budget, though. but in a big budget film, and it's really weird. Why is why are these movies? I remember when this movie came out, and people adored it. Yeah, and then when I cute. finally watched it, I was like, oh, all right, yeah, yeah. I just, I don't. Could have been a lot better. 
It could have been, but it's not. Um, <laughs> uh, and, and I like this movie, is the thing. I'm going to be really critical of this movie, but I do genuinely like this movie. Um, Emilia ba- Baranak plays Jen. She's fun. She's fun. She's mm. she's good at being bitchy. Um, Trezo Mahoro plays the one black character in the film. Uh, he's also fun. Um, oh, King Batch uh, from of Vine fame is also in this film, oh, which is absolutely insane. Because he looks like he's in his mid twenties. Also, in what? the middle in the movie, but he's actually like in his third, like he's in his thirties. What is the production company right? called? Awesomeness Films. Awesomeness Films. Yeah. I feel so old. Like, <laughs> I saw that and I was like, what? Excuse you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, man. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, but yeah, King Batch. I guess his first name is Andrew, which is fun. Have I told you um, I've been watching... This is we, we go on tangents. Have I told you I've been watching Big Mouth? Yeah, no, you haven't, but Big Mouth slaps. <laughs> I gotta say, Big love John Mulaney's character. Love Andrew Galberman, but just... Glauberman, it, yeah. It gets He's me best. when when uh, they yell Andrew, and I'm like, no! Or it's like, Andrew, <laughs> stop being a pervert! I'm not a pervert! <laughs> Why does it have to be my name? <laughs> Amazing. Um... Okay, uh, uh, Anna Cathcart, Cathcart, mm-hmm. she plays Kitty, the younger sister. I love how she's a character. A lot of these rom-coms, she just would have been the annoying little, little sister. But she, she had charisma. She had, she had chutzpah. All right. Um, <laughs> At least I think so. That's great. I I don't I don't love her, mm. but she's also a child. She is indeed a child. Like she's a actual child. So I'm not going to be like you suck. That's mean. <laughs> you don't do that to people. Um, everyone else here is an adult. They can I can, they, you can, I can handle rag on them as much mm. as I want. Um, uh, Je- Janelle Parrish. Um. The older sister is also... Fun. Oh, she's in Celeste and Jesse Forever. That's, That's a, a cute, cute movie. movie. Yeah. Did you hear Brooklyn Nine-Nine got canceled? I'm real sad. Canceled? I thought they they left. I thought they're they leaving. Got one, no, they got one season, then they got canceled. Oh, I thought they the, the creators were like, no, this is the time to let the show rest. Nope, they got canceled. Oh, well, that's sad. Yeah, we got 10 more episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and that's it. I'm real upset about it. <laughs> um. Anyway, Janelle Parrish is fun. She's a good older sister. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, your bae, Noah Centennial. Oh! I'm, like, free for, for years since this movie came out. I thought he was just some white boy that, that he is people andrew love. he 
He is just some white boy. He is, but boy, oh boy, is he charming. Is he not? <laughs> he can be. He can be charming. Is he like problematic? Uh, I don't know. Is he? No. What was that MTV speech? I think. Oh no. Yeah. No. 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 Uh, People's Choice Awards. Okay, I'm gonna see if I can find a transcript of this fucking speech because it's the funniest shit in the world. I just. I love. I call him Little Ruffalo. I know I'm not the first person to make this joke. Little Ruffalo. He's he has huge Mark Ruffalo energy. Uh, okay, so in 2019, uh, I guess he won like a People's Choice Award mm-hmm. or whatever, and he made a speech, and it's so. And the ending of it makes no fucking sense, and it's the funniest shit in the world. I'm going to read you this. This it's like a, one sentence. Oh, okay. It, uh, what, give me one second. Here is a dramatic reading of Noah Centigo. I'm not sure. I'm bad with names. His Choice Awards speech read by Sam Bannigan. It matters not what you've done, but what you do with what you've done for others. Thank you. Say that one more time. Wait, 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 wait. No, I can figure this out. No, no, no. I it can matters. Figure this out. It matters not what you've done, but what you do with what you've done for others. Thank you. All right. So it doesn't matter what you've done, but what it you... matters. It matters not what you've done, but what you do with what you've done for others. What you do with what you've done. See, now that's the dilemma. What, well, no, it's not. It's not what done. you do with what you've done. It's what you do with what you've done for others. It makes no sense. No, I can break this down. So what he's trying to say is, (laughs) is that it's, it doesn't matter what you've done in the past. I know what he's trying to say, but he doesn't say it. And it's hilarious. Like, it's just funny. I don't think this is like, uh, indicative of like who he is as a person. Everyone gets tripped up on words. There's 160 some odd hours of us talking. Yeah. I know for a fact we have fucked up in this same way. But it's still funny. If someone like read me a transcript of like weird sentences I've said on this podcast, I would laugh my ass off. I That would be the best thing in the world. Actually, right? no, at one point it'd be mean. <laughs> at one point I'd be like, there's okay, a certain stuff. There's a certain <laughs> length of that clip where it's hilarious and then it goes on for another 10 seconds and you're like okay yeah i'm dumb i get it oh yes. <laughs> um i think he's... but it matters but andrew it matters not what you've done but what you do with what you've done for others thank you dang <laughs> he's a cutie it's just this. very funny yeah i mean yeah he's a charming he's a Charming, average white boy. I don't know what you want, man. He's so, like, I want him to, pick, like, walk me through the threshold. Of, He's of been in a house. lot of really, really shitty movies. I believe it. So I it. find it hard for me to be like, yeah, he's great. Like, what, I don't know. What if he's our new McConaughey? I'm rooted for you, bae. Be I'm glad. All right. Uh, Did you know he's, he's apparently going to star in the Netflix movie about this GameStop stock thing? Oh God! Oh no! You made me no, no, yeah. no! Yeah. Not a not a joke, not a bit. 
Yeah. <sighs> yeah. But I mean, I like him for now, and I, I think he's cute. I think he's adorable. Uh, That's great. And uh, the star of the show, uh, bah, bah, bah. Lana or Lana, maybe Condor, who's I'm, great. I like her a lot. Is yeah, she... she's like the she's easily the best in this whole flick. Yeah. Um, she's in uh, X Men Apocalypse. Oh, she is Jubilee. Is yeah, she? she's Jubilee. Uh, and she plays Ko- Koyomi in uh, Alita Battle Angel. <laughs> that um, movie sucks. <laughs> did you see it? Did we see it together? No, I saw it. Because it played at my theater when I was working in New York. I saw it so drunk. And I was so disappointed. You liked that movie, didn't you? It was fun. I thought you loved Alita Battle Angel. I hate Alita Battle Angel. I think it's a garbage movie. There were Alita, with the face of an angel and a body built for battle, is the most ridiculous sentence I've ever heard in my entire life. Um, but, um, Miss Condor. Yeah, Lana Condor. She's really good. She's, like, out of all the folks in this film, I, like, she's so wonderful. She really can hold this. She's the linchpin of this movie. I feel like I would... If you don't have Lana Condor as your lead in this film, like, you're kind of fucked. Yeah, I feel like I would hate this movie if it was someone else. Even yeah. with my my lovely boy, um, yeah, she really brings a gravitas to the film. I guess. Sure, sure. Can say gravitas. <laughs> I guess um, not the word I would use, but I, I get it. Sure. We do have problems with this movie. What do you think it is more, the writing or the directing? Uh, bah, 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 both. both. They're both not. They're the. I have less problems with the. Di- well, no, I have a lot of problems with the directing, but I have a lot of problems with the script. I have a lot of problems. With so, that who, who's our writer here? Uh, it's a couple of writers. It's based on a book mm-hmm. uh, by Jenny Han. Jenny Han. I'm gonna say Han. Um, uh, who also helped with the script. Uh, and then it's written also by Sofia Alvarez and Joe, Cl- or, or no, sorry, it's Joe Klotz is the editor. Sofia Alvarez uh, and Jenny Han. Okay. Um, um, Sofia Alvarez has written the first and second to all the boys' movies. And that's it? That's it for movies. Uh, and Jenny Han has written all three of them. <laughs> Um, that's all that's it for movies uh, for for both of them I don't know if Sophia Alvarez has done uh, TV work I will look it up right now yeah no no offense I think the script is is pretty bland yeah for me I think the direction really lifts up the script and it makes it that cozy oh sophia alvarez has written a lot of tv stuff a lot of good tv stuff too 
She was a writer on Key and Peel. Oh, hey! I think, based on mm-hmm. based on what I'm seeing here. Oh, wait, never mind. Nope, that's a weird... Okay, ignore that. She did not write on Key and Peel. Look at the way... Uh, look at... None of the things that she has written are on this page. Ah. None of them. So how the fuck am I supposed to tell? I'm the buh. I'm the buh. Based on based on this on this page what she has written without I have to click all filmography and then click writer. And then she's written these two movies and she wrote some episodes for Man Seeking Woman on FX. Mm. And that's it. Yeah, I think the script is pretty bland. What do you think about the yeah. script? It's really, it's really, it's really boring. Uh, there's a lot of, um, I wish I'd written them down. There's a lot of like, that's just such a cheesy line that should not be in this movie. Um, uh, like, uh, oh, what's the one? Oh, when, uh, when, when she's having that that like fantasy conversation with Josh in her room, and then uh, Noah Centennio shows up, and he's like, uh, yeah, it was a. a, a uh, that was a trick I did. Want to see me do it again? It's like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? What trick? What? I. It's. I'm... It's. There's a sweet. lot of. There's a. It's a little. Sure. Sweet. There's a, yeah. There's just a lot of lines that are like that cheesy mm. throughout this entire film, and it's a lot to take in sometimes. <laughs> Again, I, this movie does not hold up to to any level of criticism at all. But it's so cute and fun to watch. The thing is, I don't know about that because try, try. Just because I have a Netflix subscription doesn't mean I'm just going to watch anything. Awesomeness films. It's it's. Uh, I, I'm not saying I'm not saying don't don't try, but uh, uh, this yeah. This movie in particular, and the sequel, and probably the third one. Uh, now, can you tell me about the sequel? Uh, no. <laughs> no, probably not. Uh, she, me, the other, the guy that... In the post-credits. There's a post-credit scene? Or the ending. They're the, the last bit of the movie, whatever it is. I think it's after the, like a few credits, and the guy rings the doorbell with flowers, and he's in the naval, naval, army. I don't know. And then the sister's I, like, "Hey, there's another boy." <laughs> definitely did not see that either time I watched it. Um, maybe that guy, maybe some other guy. I have no idea. Um, but in the sequel, she's like, they're dating. And they are having relationship troubles. Um, and she starts this like work program through her school mm-hmm. and is working at like an old folks home because she loves old people. And then this cute boy shows up and it turns out it's the other guy 
It's like the guy from camp or the guy from the UN or something. It's yeah. I think it's the guy from the model UN. He's there and he's like, oh, I got your letter. And she's like, oh, my God. And he really likes her. And she's having relationship troubles. And then I don't know what else happens. <laughs> there's a tr- there's a tree house. Ooh, I love tree houses. They order pizza to a tree house that's like getting torn down. And she like hot Jen like shows Peter something in the treehouse, or she like hides something in the treehouse. Is it black tar heroin? Yeah, probably. Do they get drunk in the treehouse? I'm trying to remember anything about this movie. There's a treehouse. There is a treehouse. We can't there confirm is a, there is a treehouse. There is a treehouse that all of them use because all of them used to be friends, like her and Jen and Peter. And some other people. And I think this other boy also shows up. But they go to this treehouse. And Lara Jean is like hidden something. Like a time capsule. And she like hides it from Peter. Because she put something in it. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and and I don't know what happens in the third one. Because I'm not going to watch it. Take that all the boys. Um, <laughs> um, I, I really like the direction. I think the direction is what separates this from the, the, yeah, I, I'll say it, the Netflix garbage. Um, okay. I mean, it, it does look, look different and feel different than other Netflix movies, but I mm-hmm. don't think it's good. I think what the movie does, and I think it's mainly the direction is that captures that high school crush, that high school love, that overdramatic. Yeah, I just, I hate the weird single shots. <laughs> it's like so lonely. Like it's such a, it's a movie about love and it's the loneliest movie I've ever seen. I totally get that. And it's, it's. There are like. <laughs> Maybe, maybe 10 to 15 shots in the entire movie that have more than one person in them. I was They're all to... singles, and it's so weird. And they're, like, per- like they're always perfectly, like, flat towards the kid. Like, they're straight-on singles. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. I, it works sometimes. Like, at the end, it works. Because they're talking to you the viewer um, sure but there are other times where they do that shot and it's very oh i've watched wes anderson um yeah yeah but i really i just really enjoy i feel like the director read the script and said i would trust this director um what's her name oh, man what the oh sorry <laughs> put away on the it's, shit. I think her name is Sam as well. Susan Johnson. Susan, Susan Johnson. Um, what else has she directed? Just this and some short films, it looks like. I w- because it felt like she read the script and was like, okay, I know what this is. Oh, a movie uh, a movie of, that does not have great reviews called Carrie Pilby. Ooh. Starring uh, 
Ben Bell Powley and Nathan Lane. I like and Nathan Gabriel Lane. Byrne. I I don't know. It has not great reviews on Letterboxd. Um, I just think she read the script. She was like, I know what to do with this. It's a poppy, not a, how do I phrase this? Not a throwback to the 80s, and but yet a throwback to those 80s rom-coms. This love is the most important thing in the world, and it's so stressful, and it's so convoluted. Laura Jean really just drew herself in a corner. Both times I watched the movie, when uh, her sister finds out that she loved her boyfriend, it's so yeah. funny to me, because it's like, you did all this convoluted things. Yeah. Just so... Just to just, avoid this. To avoid this that literally happens outside your front door. Like, what? Yeah. Um, and I, You loved Josh? It's like, and even even the movie goes, ha you dumb idiot, Laura Jean. You, yeah. you, you could have solved this easily. But she's That conflict is also resolved in about two seconds, because she's like, I forgive you. Like, immediately. Yeah. Because someone is sharing child porn on the yeah. internet of you. But I, I love that high school naivety that I sure. think the direction the director brings on. Yeah, I get that. I I, I, I appreciate that as well. Mm-hmm. I just still I just this movie feels so isolated. And which maybe is the point because she's supposed to be isolated, but she has people around her constantly. Like oh. she's not like the lonely nerd who doesn't have any friends. Like I don't know. It's so weird. I was, me and Lupita, friend of the show, we were talking about it just before uh, we recorded. I don't want every movie to be the Babadook. I don't need that. I don't need every movie to be hereditary. I don't need that. It would have been nice for this to be a larger metaphor for grief with the looming fact that their mother passed away. Even not recently, but just losing your mother at a, a young age. Um, I mean, it. Tr- I think it tries real hard to be about that, but just fails. Because mm-hmm. there's that whole thing at the end when she's when when they're like trying to convince her to like go talk to him, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Well, if I don't say it's real, then I haven't lost anybody." Yeah, and I'm like, Sh- "Yeah." That's the point you're trying to make. (laughs) Yeah. I just don't think you're making it very well. But also, then Lupita said, I get that, and it would have made a better movie, and it would have probably stood better as a a film, as cinema. Yeah. But that's not the point. And I think this is what what you're saying with, it's hard to analyze this film. Yeah. No, yeah, I think I think that's exactly it. I think like if you cuz if you start picking at this movie, it falls apart so quick. The acting is not great. The direction doesn't always make sense. There's not like the themes sort of feel weird and convoluted at at times. Like it's not sure what it's actually trying to talk about. 
it has one-off moments of like, are you trying, is this going to be a bigger thing? Nope. Okay. That's just, we're just moving right past this part. Cool. Um, there's like some of the worst ADR I've ever heard in that bathroom scene. Um, and if you think about it, it's, it's a bad film. But if you turn off your brain a little bit, who boy is it it's, cute? It's a lovely cute boy. Film. I love love. I love I love people reluctantly falling in love. It's the best kind of rom-com. Here's my thing. Is on the first hand, I have two questions. Is that okay. bad in the fact that you know, I don't know, we're making art here, right? We're making art. We're not making yeah. products. We're not just don't just sit me down for two hours so I avoid my life. Like, tell me a story. Make me think. Is it bad to have these types of films? And not just in rom-coms. Like, I love Venom. Venom's the same thing. Yeah. Pacific when you Rim. turn your brain off, it's just a fun movie. Yeah. Is it bad? Is it good? What are your thoughts, Sam? I think there is a lot. I think, I think it's good overall i think there's a lot of movies that um like i i disagree about venom i think venom is not fun Mm -hmm. if you just turn off your brain um and and i think there are too many movies that people i don't know like, I, I don't think you can excuse a movie because this is what it is. Like, you still have to be a good... Like, you still have to be well-made. Yes. To a point, right? Like, you can't just be bad, and then people will just be like, well, you know, if you just turn off your brain, then it's great. It's like, well, no. No. Mm-hmm. no not all movies can be that. I, I think, like... I think you can do a well-made movie that does that, like Pacific Rim or this. Um, because Pacific Rim also... I watched it like not that long ago. That's why mm. it's in my it's in my brain. Like Char- Charlie Hunnam doesn't know how to say nonsense. It's just true. He, he says bullshit in that movie and it's so clear that he does not believe a single word of it. That he is just saying the words that Guillermo wrote on a page. Yeah. But that movie does have giant robots fucking like suplexing giant aliens and it's <laughs> dope as hell like (laughs) i don't know what you want other than that like yeah and so this movie i think i think but i think pacific rim does a a good job of like oh there is like you know despite some of the weird bullshit that's happening there's some interesting world building stuff going on Mm -hmm. i like the the like characterization of of like you know charlie uh charlie day's character who's like obsessed with the kaiju um and is like reluctant partnership with the with that other scientist guy. Um, there, Idris Elba like is just always great. Tonight we're canceling the apocalypse. Yeah, like shit like that is dope as hell. But then also like they blow up like two nukes in that movie, and it's like sure, all right, let's go. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's so it's sort of weird. Um, yeah, so if you, again, with Pacific Rim, if you start really criticizing and analyzing it, I think it holds up to a point, but there is a point where it just crumbles. Whereas this movie, you can start poking holes in it pretty early on, and it and it starts to, to 
sort of come apart at the seams. Mm -hmm. And and I think there is a place for both of these movies. I just don't want... Like, they made three of these movies, Andrew. Yes, indeed. I don't need three of these movies. (laughs) I don't, don't need, need the 23 two, the, of these movies. I don't need 23 of these movies. I don't need a TV show riffing on old school sitcoms of these movies. I don't need a, a, a four hour cut of a movie I saw three years ago. <laughs> That's markably going to be worse. I don't need... I don't need it. I don't need it. I'd want... Yeah. But my thing is, is, like, it does this thing that I think modern rom-coms do, that I don't, they dilute, in my opinion. I know a lot of people won't agree with me. They dilute love. It, it is a simple thing that you will... I just am not a big fan of it. We talk about this movie all the time. We eventually need to do it. When Harry Met Sally really, really really understands love. It understands that sometimes you need a, you might want to choke someone, but they're the person in your life and you love them. It understands the duality of love. It understands the the, the duality. Did I use that word right? Am I just trying to sell? Yeah. No, uh, no, no, no. You use that right. Understands that frustration, that heartache, that that heart pumping. And in a films like this, uh, to all the boys I loved before, specifically, I feel like it just. I don't know. It's like, oh, well, I want you to be in a re- be in a relationship with you because you know that's what we're supposed to do, right? That's why I've been told. I like yeah. you. You like me. Shouldn't we just be together? Is that sweet? And is that bad? Is my other question going more into wrong? I think, wrongs. yeah, diluting love down to that. I think is is bad i mean media has done it forever yes this is not this movie's fault (laughs) no but like when harry met sally is much more the exception to that rule Mm -hmm. all rom-coms are simple like it just makes love to be simple i think the best ones make it complicated and show you like no like it's complicated but you can still it's Mm. still romantic like it's still you know um that's why, I mean, if you haven't watched it yet, you got everyone should go watch Someone Great, also a Netflix original film. That slaps so hard. It's so good. But it also shows how love is complicated. Mm-hmm. Uh, mainly because that one is about a breakup. Like, it starts with the end of the relationship. Yes. And you sort of see flashbacks as you go, and you see how complicated it was. And how complicated it is because it's over. And it's like, yeah. That movie's great. Everyone go watch it. Um, it's yeah, and that and that film. It's 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 that unpacking of yeah, love. And I just, I don't know. I just, I think there is a responsibility like, that yeah. rom coms and romantic films should have, and we're in a very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, 
self uh what is what is deadpool he's like uh, self-referential yeah we're very self we're self-aware that's it. self-aware we're very self-aware as a culture now we we know what these movies do we know how it impacts young young younger people we know how it impacts older people all of us um and i think there is a responsibility that rom-com should hold do you think so as well no Movies I mean, as much as as much as any art, I don't know. I don't think I don't think the onus is always on the artist for yeah. s- for some stuff. I think for if it for for you know movies like I'm sorry, uh, Joker that are trying to be critical and ultimately fail. Um, we're not going to get into it, but that's my opinion. <laughs> um, I think the I think the onus there is yeah that's on the artist like you can't you have to be you are responsible for what this brings about um, uh, because you're trying to do this thing I think rom coms I think a, a bit less so I think rom coms just due to the nature of of like how heightened they are in 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 some respect without without being fantastical or anything. I don't know. I, I think there is some. I just don't think it's as much. I don't think it's as important for rom-coms to be like hypercritical of love as a general thing because that's like not what they're trying to do. They're trying to just be like, ah, love is nice. Love is sweet, isn't it? Ain't it? Ain't it? But I, for for every obsessed partner, whoever you are, uh, there's a rom-com behind that. There is a a archetype that we should break, and I feel like our 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 generation and younger are trying to break. And I don't know these movies since the new one just came out, and I'm assuming more or less it's exactly like this. Um, I could be wrong, but yeah, I don't want to base this off of the new movie that we both have not watched. Oh yeah, exactly. Don't we're, we're not experts in anything. Don't be like, "Well, you said no. I don't know. We're just talking." <laughs> we just talk with mics cuz that we think it's fun. Um It's true. <laughs> um but what was I saying? Do you do you remember? Uh Third one is exactly like this. Uh, it's um, just that I feel like we are at a point where these movies need to change. A, to keep the rom-com alive. I don't want to see a dead genre. Um, it's hard. It's <laughs> You know, Westerns died and now we can only get it with The Mandalorian. Like, I don't want rom-coms to die. Um, it needs to evolve out of that state, but also because... I don't know. It, it, aren't we done with Sixteen Candles? Are we done with How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days? Aren't we done with this movie? We've done it. Can't we... Ex- <laughs> Never. Uh, now I'm laughing, I have to tell you. Like Joker, love it or hate it, can't we try to do something? Can't we try to say more with these these films? Because... We're at like the hundred year mark of cinema, guys. Can't we try to elevate this? I mean, I think, I think, 
it's hard. It's um hmm, how do I I think rom-coms are behind because they are they I mean, hey, welcome to Capitalism Sunday, uh Valentine's Day. They don't make as much money. There are not as many rom-coms being made every year. Mm-hmm. Um that this sort of evolution can happen as quickly as they, as it is yeah. with, with superhero movies. That's true. Um, because like, you know, before last year we were getting three, four, five superhero movies a year. Mm-hmm. Like I, ugh, I don't That's a lot of, that's a lot of superhero movies that make a lot of money that people talk about a lot. And we are a part of it. Like we talk about those movies when yeah. they come out. That's like we're fucking. We're there part might of the be problem. change in that soon. Yeah, um, there might be. There might be. Um, uh, and so I think I think rom coms like are a bit behind uh, in, in that sort of evolution of a genre, just because there's not as many new ones coming out. You know, mm-hmm. like to to all the boys I loved before is is important because it's like one of the first major rom coms to have a young Asian actress as the mm-hmm. lead. Um, you know, and that's like so that? important and great. I yes. love, I feel like if this movie it was made in 2015, the entire, the entire film would have been like, Hey, look, she's Korean. Hey, look at us. Aren't we great? Oh, yeah. we're awesome. We're oh, who's doing this. Only Netflix. Oh, we're so amazing. <laughs> I'm, I'm very glad that the movie doesn't do that. She is character she could have been white it's 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 yeah. great she could have easily been white um yeah um so so i i very much appreciate you know like superhero movies were getting criticized for that years ago mm-hmm. and rom-coms too but because we get like one or two major rom-coms a year maybe it's just taking longer like it's just taking a longer amount of time to get that to get to the same point of of trying uh to do something like joker Mm. because like yeah i hate that fucking movie but it is it's trying it's trying real hard to do something Mm -hmm. and and as much as i hate that movie yeah fucking try big swings only like big swings only baby um and so, yeah, this movie, the, To All the Boys I Loved Before, is not big swings, but... It's nice. It's, it's nice and cute. I don't know. It's... it's it, I'm just... I don't I, know. If someone was like, this is my favorite rom-com, I would be like, sure. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, totally. I get it. There's something very like, cozy about this movie. Yeah. I think it feels weirdly isolated, but like, if you love it, sure, go mm-hmm. right ahead. I still like this movie. Like, no joke. Like, I think I gave it, like, a four stars on Letterboxd. Because I'm like, yeah, if you turn off your brain, it's great. But if you don't turn off your brain, then it's not good. (laughs) I wonder now, with the future, um, superhero movies are going to be around for a while. But I do think other genres are going to thrive because... Aren't we tired? Not just with superhero films, but just the pandemic. We don't want to sit here and just watch boom, boom. We want to laugh. We want to smile. We want to be happy. I think musicals are going to pop off soon. I think, uh, and I also think like rom-coms will, 
we want to be happy. We just went through a very rough time. What were you going to say? Sorry. I hope. I don't know. But um, do you think... I feel like I feel like small. I feel like movies that are like Malcolm and Marie are gonna thrive more than not not in genre or or subject matter, but like that sort of intimate film. Yes, is gonna be a lot more popular just because I think for a long time people are gonna be generally uncomfortable seeing a large amount of people all together on screen. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Like I see pictures of 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 years ago, three, four, five years ago, and I'm like at a party or I'm just with a bunch of people and I'm like, oh God. <laughs> like there's a small part of me that's just like, oh no. Ooh, no, oh, this is bad. And so I think big bombastic things like musicals are not maybe musicals like the last five years or something might mm-hmm. might pop off. You know, maybe yeah. maybe some quarantine rom coms, but I I don't know if we're gonna get like I don't think West Side Story is gonna be like the biggest movie to come out after after we're out of this, you know. But it could be Wicked. It could be Darren oh, Henson. It could be In the Heights. In the Heights, in the Heights might is pop. really good. The in the Heights might pop off, yeah. In the Heights is, and out of all of those, In the Heights might be the best one, probably. West Side Story is great. It's a great, is a great musical. It's a great movie I that already exists. It's a, it already exists, and I don't need Steven Spielberg to do it again with a an asshole as your lead. Isn't that Baby Driver can't catch a break? Yeah, Baby Driver is out. I can't. I watched it. We talked about this on the podcast. Oh, have we? (laughs) Yeah, we've had this exact conversation. As I'm about to say it, I know exactly what... I don't know when we did it, but we definitely have had this conversation about Baby Driver not being able to catch a break. Dang. (sighs) It it, it sure is week 48, isn't it? It sure is week 48. (laughs) Uh, I just... I just wish rom-coms really, really delve delve into to love and the horrible, horrible thing it is. And when I say that, I don't mean it's awful. I love love. But like, it's draining. Anyone who's ever been in love can tell you love is draining. Yeah. It's tough. It's draining it's and complicated. And it's so much. And it's... And it's... I think that's part of the charm of rom-coms, though, because it makes it not that, like, it's simple. You know, I, that's part of why I like rom-coms. It's like, yeah. ah, it's nice to see simple love. And yeah. I know, it, like, it's not always simple. They're, like, it can get complicated. But sometimes it is just, like, two people meet and they just fall. Like, it just happens. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, it happens. It's put, it, you have to, it's the, I think the thing about rom-coms is that people assume that the rest of the relationship that they have is going to be just as simple as them falling in love. Mm -hmm. But that's the hard part. That's the challenge, right? Like that's the part where it's like, I love this person and we have to figure out how to be together happily, you know, two people existing Mm -hmm. and rom-coms just focus on the beginning, which is the simplest part of falling in love. Yeah, see, that's what I want. The rom-com that takes place 50 years into a marriage. <laughs> Fucking someone great. 
Someone great takes place ten years at like at the end of a ten year relationship. And it's so good. It's cute. I love it, someone great. It's very, very sweet. And I understand why you love it. It's very, I very it. charming. I've watched that movie, I think, more times than I've watched Endgame. And I watched Endgame a lot because it was the only movie playing in my movie theater. Yeah. And no one showed up to that theater. So I would just go watch it all the time. Oof. Avengers Assemble. Um, yeah. Yeah. We did it, man. <laughs> I really, for a second, I was like, uh-oh. We're going to be up Yeah, I was worried. Minutes. But I but I promised, uh, I, I said we could do this movie if we did Judas and the Black Messiah next week. So we're going to do that next week. Yes, indeed. And then As it we came out do... on Friday. I mean, until next week. Say again? Yeah. Because it came out on Friday. We could have done it this week. Oh, dang. I thought it doesn't come out till next week. No, it came out on the 12th. Oh, dang. Why didn't we do it? Because you... I thought it came out next week. No. It was this week. Well... But we'll do it next week. And this is like our special Valentine's Day episode. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's. So we didn't want to talk about very intense political stuff on Valentine's Day. Yeah. That's next week. <laughs> that is next week indeed. But love That's a is, next week problem. Love is weird. Love is frustrating. But love's important. And love is, is always worth fighting for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my name is Sam Banny. And I'm Andrew Thomas. You can find the podcast all over the place at Welcome Back Pod. Uh, if you want to support us by following us on all the different social medias and stuff, that's how you do it. Uh, if you have a little extra cash, Ooh, money, money, money. Uh, you can join money. Lenick. <laughs> you can join Lenick Studios in producing us over on our Patreon, patreoncom slash Pod. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh, for as little as five bucks a month, you can get a bonus episode every single month, which have been all over the place. They're very weird. Um, uh, but you can do that uh, over there. And if you don't have any extra money, we totally understand. This Patreon has only existed within the pandemic. Um, so Every time. Oh my god! We're almost to a year anniversary! We're almost, we're almost got a oh. year of Patreon, which is crazy. Um, uh, <sighs> yeah. Um, fuck. But if you don't have money to support us on the show, we totally understand. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you want to support us, please uh, review us on the different platforms, like our tracks, follow us on all the different uh, places. Um, and uh, yeah, that's like uh, one of the best way to support support the show. Uh, and Andrew has his bit now. Hey, listen, to all the boys I've loved before, to all the girls... And to everyone else in between, tell your friends, tell your partners, tell tell every single person you know about this podcast. Do you love this movie? Do you think I'm dumb? Do you think Sam's dumb? You know what? If you listen to it, that's all we care about. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not that's not inaccurate. It's not inaccurate. Um, and I can promise you this: every single listener, if you made it this far. You're my Valentine. <laughs> uh, and just remember, everyone, 
it matters not what you've done, but what you do with what you've done for others. Thank you. <laughs> Every time you say that, I think it's Batman Begins. I think it's not what you do, <laughs> but what you do that defines me. Whatever he says. <laughs> so, uh, you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become Noah Centennial. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>